ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This matcha is fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my podcast friends? It is Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio where we take it from the YouTube live stream, where you guys can get your questions answered on anything around dating, relationships, and social dynamics in the world of human interaction. The Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter is now being released, something that you guys have been asking for quite some time. You know, it's just a quick sip of social dynamics and what I'm currently exploring before your weekend dive. It could be an exchange from one of my clients and I, it could be a quick tip for you going out, it could be anything in the world of dating, social dynamics, relationships, human interaction, and then just all the other cool shit, whether it be around fitness, other podcasts that are blowing my mind, updates to the resources of wisdom where i'm gonna be able to let you guys know when new anime docos uh music quotes books etc get added to it yeah it's just a quick sip so it's free all you have to do is head to boldoja.com drop your email in there and you'll receive the very next sip hot and fresh this delicious episode is brought to you by boldoja.com where you guys can pick up my ebook the toolbox of game crash course to kick ass day game get you out there get your day game sorted Pair it up with a 30-day challenge and you will be sweet. You can also book one-on-one Skype coaching where we dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to help you move forward in your life. You you can get infill breakdowns, you can have HD recorded sessions so you don't have to worry about taking notes. You can also gain access to the Bowl Inside, which is priority messaging, which means you get access to me on my private WhatsApp number. You also get access to priority bookings, so you won't be waiting forever to get your session booked in. Finally, you can book in for those deep, immersive boot camps, the Day Game Foundation of Boot Camps. Have the path of illumination laid out for your social skill set. You know, it's about attaining the freedom of choice in your dating life, to be able to see a woman anywhere that you are, anytime, anywhere, no matter how you're feeling, and be confident that you know exactly how to run this interaction, bring the best of yourself, the best of your 50, convey that direct, congruent, authentic, masculine intent. Yes, sir. Bootcamp is just the foundations of that and the work to come, which you will be uh, heavily, heavily involved with me for the 12 weeks after that. So... Serious inquiries only, or via boldojo.com. Now, if you guys would like to donate anything to support this channel, you can do so directly through boldojo.com. In the podcast section, there's a donate button at the top. You can donate directly from there, or if you prefer PayPal, there's also paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. All the links are down below, and anything that you guys do contribute goes straight back to the channel. I super appreciate it. I'm very grateful. It blows my mind. So thank you very much. And with that being said, it's time to dive into this social Q&A live. Let's go. Mr. McCaw 77 said, you know, steps and, or he asked, steps and best way to go out alone, best steps and strategies to go out alone. And so that's, that's all it was. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. We, we, we will rehash this. I do have a video on the channel called uh, The Importance of Solo Game. And I do go through, I go through more about, yeah, why it's so important for someone to be doing solo game, but not so much of a step-by-step guide and a nice little packet, which is what we shall be doing today. So... I hunted you guys before. The way that I'm going to run this is that because when you think about that question, the best strategies and the best way to go out solo, it's going to be very relevant as to where you are on the clock face of the journey. You know, in terms of the clock face of your skill set, whether you're at 12 to 3, which is unconscious incompetence, which is what we talked about in last week's Q&A, or whether you are 3 to 6, which are now consciously incompetent, or you're rather 6 to 9, which is now your... Uh, starting to move conscious competence, which you know you can, you know what you know what you're doing, and then finally the nine to twelve, that final section on the journey, coming full circle of your skill set, which is the unconscious competence. Based on where you are in that clock phase, how you go out solo is going to be very different. 
So I can't, this is not going to make the, this is going to take hours if I try and apply it to everyone at every different stage. So we're not going to do that. What I always do when I do how-to guides on anything is that we just take the example of the absolute beginner. And if you're slightly more advanced than the absolute beginner, maybe you're not in that 12 to 3, but you're somewhere between, I don't know, uh, 3 to 6 or 6, anything that's not an absolute beginner, then just rework it. Just take back, just take yourself back there and then apply the things that you may be missing. Okay, get that under your belt. So yeah, I said that I was going to be running this, uh, this exercise through my 18-year-old son. So here in Australia, which I don't have, but if I have one, the hypothetical. We're here in Australia. 18-year-old is the legal age to go out and drink, the legal age to go up and hit up the clubs. So, and I will actually, I'll start with day game, going out solo day game, and then I'll move to night. Night can be wrapped up a little bit quicker. But before any of that, actually, the first thing I would say to my 18-year-old son who says to me, he rocks up and he goes, you know, dad, I realize I need to go out, I need to get my social dynamics handled. But I want to go out and do it alone. I don't have any friends. I don't have any wings at this stage. Or even if I do, I just really want to do it on my own. And maybe I do have a friend. You know, that's a really important point, actually, just here at the beginning. Solo, the solo skill set. Actually, back in that video, the importance of solo, my mind has changed on its importance. It wasn't as important to me back then. But as I've gone down this journey years on, I realized that the solo skill set is actually the most important thing. And that I said in that video, it should be 80-20, 80% of the time you're going out of your wings, 20% of the time are you going out solo. I have now, well, I've, a long time ago, I flipped that. A long time ago, I flipped that to the opposite. Now I believe that most of your training should be done solo. And then 20% of your time should be done with wings. We'll talk, we can talk about that a little bit more later. Drop some comments in the feed. Uh, by the way, shout out to those of you that have just come into the feed. If you have, drop a thumbs up down below. Drop me a comment. Let me know you're here. Your questions will be answered in about 20 minutes or so when we get past this solo. So, but we're just getting started. We're just kicking up. So, yeah, we'll get, we, can, we can dive to the importance of it, maybe in the wrap-up at the end. But anyways, what I'm saying to him, what he was saying to me is, Hey, Dad, I want to go out and I want to get this shit solo. What's the best way of doing this? Now, the first thing I'm going to say to him is, why? What is the intent? Whether you're going to do this in the day or whether you're going to do this at night, what is the purpose of this? You must understand why you are going to do this because what you're going to undertake here is going to probably be the hardest thing you ever do in your life, especially solo. Specifically solo, going out on your own, one of the hardest things you ever do in your life. And if you don't have a strong, solid foundation as to why you are doing this, and it doesn't have to be some extremely well-thought-out philosophical uh, essay as and uh, ethos to why... The why could very simply just be that, well, I'm a, bit of a, I'm a bit of a shrimp. I'm a bit of a stiff goose right now. I need to loosen up. I need to learn. It could be just that. I just want to have some fun. It could be I just want to have some fun. I want to learn about myself in the process. And so you can get deeper and deeper, but it doesn't need to start all that deep. It just needs to be connected to why you want to do this. And that's where we start with everything. So once he gets that intent, whatever it is for him, let's just say my hypothetical 18-year-old son says, well, listen... I haven't had a girlfriend since like mid high school. I've just, I'm 18 years old now. I'm in year 12. And uh, I'm realizing that as I've started to come out of high school here, I haven't found any girls I like at school, but I can go out now. So I want to go find some girls that I like. Oh, fine. That's great. That's great. I just want to go out and meet girls. That's fine. To that rule. But he needs to remember why he's doing this. Okay. It's very important. And so when he goes out now, 
And the, actually, one more mindset before the tactics, because the tactics will come and they're very important. However, I say to him, listen, you've got two choices. Whether you're going to do this in the day or whether you're going to do this at night, even before those two choices, you have two choices to make on a fundamental level. You're either going to approach this solo going out with a 10-minute mindset or a 10-year mindset. What's it going to be? A 10-year-old son, what's it going to be? Are you going to go out with a 10-minute mindset, which means that you're going to try and get laid tonight. You're going to try and meet this girlfriend tonight. You're going to try and uh, achieve everything that you see in your mind tonight. That's a 10-minute mindset. Or are you in this for the long play? Are you in this for that 10-year journey? And 10 years is an arbitrary number. It just sounds cool, 10 versus 10 minute versus 10 year. But actually, it's a mindset that you're in this journey for life. Which one's it going to be? Because if you, if you say to me 10 minutes, then don't get started. Don't do it at all. You won't last. Or I, I won't help you. Because there's, there's, I can't. I can't help someone who's going to go out of a 10-minute mindset and execute with a 10-minute mindset. And if you're in this live stream right now watching this and you're like, okay, shit, I want to go out solo. I'm listening to these tips that Adam's giving to his hypothetical 18-year-old son. Uh, I'll take the 10-minute mindset. I want to try and get this shit done tonight. Uh, well, you don't need to watch the rest of his live stream. Because all the things I'm about to talk about, all the tactics, all the game plans for best practices for going out in the day solo, going out at night solo, they are all predicated upon a 10-year mindset upon a journey for the life, the lifetime journey, the long legs, the roots over the fruits. So that's what I need my 18-year-old son to understand off the bat is that this is not a process that can be done in one night. And that even if, you know, I just, he just wants to go out and meet some girls and it's really just that simple for him. Listen, if you're actively acknowledging and he's saying to me, and by the way, I, I forgot to say this at the beginning, in this, thought, in this exercise we're running and my 18-year-old uh, hypothetical, hypothetical son, he's not a natural, right? He's a five and below. I'm giving him a five because we're just going to take averages here. He's just a five. So he's coming to me at a five out of 10, zero being the high case of all high cases, 10 being the natural of all naturals. He's a five on that. So if he's come to me at this point and said, I want to learn this shit, uh, and you're a five, which means that you don't have a great social skill set, then you're not going to be able to get this done in one night. So let that go now. Let that go now. Otherwise, anything I'm about to tell you is not going to make sense. All of the exercises I'm about to run you through, all the steps, the ex it's not going to make sense. In fact, not well, it might theoretically make sense, but you won't do it and, it, and you'll fail. You'll fail so quickly. You'll be on that jump that shit mentality, not the build a bridge mentality. Okay, so now that, so really, let's just summarize the, the mindsets there. Number one, intent, why the hell are we doing this? Number two, are we in this for the 10 minute or are we in this for the 10 year? Make your decision now. And if you're not in it for the journey for life, essentially, then don't do it at all because this thing is far too difficult. It's far too immense. The fire is far too immense. You will get burnt if you come with a 10 minute mindset. Boom. Mindset's taken care of. Now we can slide into actions. Uh, so... Let's start with the day. Let's start with going out solo. Uh, best practices for my 18-year-old son who's never done a drop, by the way. Never done a drop of cold approach. And uh, he's a five on the scale. So what I'm saying to him is that in the day, and the reason why we have to delineate between day and night is because of the fundamental difference between day and night and going out and meeting girls in the day and night, which is that in the day, it's one-to-one. -one, in the night, it's one-to-many. So that's the fundamental difference between the two. So we're going to have to, is that a police car? <laughs> every every live stream it feels like there's a police car going by there was last time i think though actually anyways um 
And yes, yeah, so that's fundamental difference. That's why you're going to see quite a bit of differences. And so we're going to start with the day. So the first thing in the day is that intent and structure. If you're an absolute beginner, the way that we're going to set you up, we're going to set you up for success. And the way that we set you up for success is with incredible structure that you know your start point and you know your end point. Now, also, there is no bef- and start point and end point. That's like we can macro and micro that, which we will. But I just f- almost forgotten here, almost forgotten, but it just it popped up in my mind now, which is that there is no let's see what happens. Whether you're going to be doing this in the day or going out at night, we're on the day right here, but it applies to both. There is no let's see what happens, which is why I said hardcore structure, hardcore uh, tactical execution, which is there's no you going out and saying, I'm just going to try going out solo. I'm just going to see what happens. I might meet one girl. I might meet five girls. I might meet 10 girls. I don't don't know, but let's see what happens. Nope. Nope. If you're day one beginner, if you're on the clock face of 12 to 12, you're at 12. You're at 12. You You don't even know how bad you are. You don't even know what you don't know. You cannot come into this process and underestimate it to the point of which you feel like, oh, well, you can just go out into the mall and just because you saw a few of uh, your dad's videos, who he's fucking shit up and he was going at it, or you saw uh, some other videos from other creators fucking going in and you can do that. No, solo is far, far too immense for that. You'll get crushed. You will end up being the dude, just like I was when I was 18, walking up and down that mall. Seeing all of these dying pieces go by. Can't speak to a single one. Right, one goes by. Ah, oh, not ready. Oh, but ah, uh, oh, fuck, that person's watching. Ah, oh, and you would just make excuse after excuse after excuse if you come over, let's see what happens mentality. So we're not going to do that. And what I'm going to set up my hypothetical 18-year-old son with is, well, no, let's no, let's see what happens. 30-day challenge. If you're going to do this, you're going to do it right. So you're going to have in mind from the beginning a start and end point, which is what I mentioned before. Which you're an absolute beginner, which means you need to have the path of illumination. We need to excavate this place in the jungle for which your temple will be built upon. So I need to know, and you need to know, exactly who you are and what you need to work on. And the other way we're going to do this is if we can get the accurate data set, an ample data set, in which that you go out for 30 days in a row and you really have a bat at this. If you're not willing to do that, then don't do it at all. all right? Don't. It's no question. Just come back to me. Come back to me when you're ready. Either do it right or don't do it at all. So 18, your hypothetical old son says to me, okay, dad, all right, we're going to do this for 30 days in a row. I'm like, good, very good. So overall practices here with your 30-day challenge. Number one, I'm going to set him up with this. The three keys of 30-day challenge. Number one, you must go out every single day. And if you skip a day, you must restart. And he might be like, why? Why do I have to restart if I skip a day? Is it really that bad? Because I'm not just training you uh, to compound your interest on your social dynamics which is what happens exponential growth when you go out day after day after day after day after day you don't just get one point above each other you get times 10x 100x 1000x better as the days goes by not just that that's it for the social but the reason why you have to restart if you skip a day is because i'm training you to stay committed to your word i'm training you to be a man i'm training you that the way you do anything is the way you do everything so if you cheat on yourself here you will cheat on yourself in other places right? You make a slip up here, you'll make a slip up again. We're not going to train failure. We don't train failure. We train success. So we're committing to this. If you're doing this right, you're out every single day for 30 days. And also we will talk about how to tips for going out solo at night. Uh, just apply that to the 30 night challenge then. Anyway, so he agrees to that. He goes, okay, I can do that. 
Part two, what I need you to do is now a minimum five interactions, direct intent, five to 10. 10 is optimal because that's when you're gonna be able to work an actual skill set. but a minimum five. If you don't do five, you, you, don't, you don't get to come home or the challenge is over. You must do a minimum of five. That does not include your warm-ups, which is what we're gonna talk about in a second. Five direct intent sexually polarized interactions, okay? Can you do that? He's like, all right, I'll commit to that. I'll do that. Part three, because that's the action taken care of. Now part three, the reflection and the synthesization of your ample data set, which is going to be the reflection, which means you need to audio record every single interaction. What I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you pick up an external recorder. Just for those of you on the live stream, this is my phone because you can use your phone. You're going to get your phone, Apple earphones, plug them in or earphones that just have a microphone on it, set the recorder, boom, done. If you want to step up to the next level and not have to worry about pressing stop start on every interaction, or if you get worried, would you go to be closer your girl? What if she sees the microphone app? Well then, okay, don't use that. Just hop onto eBay, pick up a Zoom H1N. It's so cheap these days. A $20 lavalier, uh, any brand really, that's just going to plug into that. Sit that, especially at night. It's even more important to have this one because uh, it's too crazy and you need those long form recordings. But yeah, just get an external recorder, really cheap nowadays, and a lavalier mic. You're going to plug that in, record all in audio interactions, set it, done. You do this every single day. Come home. In your journal, already laid out, day one through to 30. All right, it's already there. Day one, Monday. Day two, Tuesday. Right, it's already there. All you have to do is come in and break down every interaction. So you're going to listen to every interaction, and you're going to break down the criteria through two ways. Part one, the positive. What did I do well? What did I nail? What was great about this? We always start positive because that leads to constructive. Nothing constructive comes out of negative. We need to feel good about what we did no matter how, uh, how shit of a day it may have been. And you'll always know this. But dad, but dad, what if I can't find something good about that interaction? The very fact that you had an interaction is what's good. Right? Most guys would never be able to do this. Most guys still can't do this. Most Listen, even to this day, even when I've been coaching boot camp, uh, again, and again, I remember this one in uh, New York, this previous uh, bootcamp run in New York. Out the front of Whole Foods, uh, one of my clients uh, approached this absolute dime piece. And I'm not sure what happened with the interaction because I just remember it was so many interactions. But what I do remember was that there were all these pimps, like, what is it, pimps, these Gs, uh, just kind of on the railing, you know, the subway railing out the front of Whole Foods in Union Square, New York. And they were just like standing there watching her go by. And they were all like, as all these guys do, just like, you know, do it, say whatever they'll say about it. Like, oh, I th- actually, I think one of them remember calling her mommy. But, you know, just like, it's like kind of wolf whistling, but within their own group type thing. But none of them went up to her. But my client did. But my guy did. So the very fact that you are able to do it, that's always good. Anyways, moving forward, you always have something positive about every interaction if you even have an interaction. Part two, what's constructive? What can we improve about this interaction? What would be the number one thing I would improve? Now, you just rinse and repeat this process for every single interaction of that day, which you have a minimum of five. Then that arms you with the ammunition to go in on day two and work on the lessons from day one. So as you can see, there's a start point and an end point, both macro, because we're going from day one to day 30, and now in micro, from the beginning of your session to the end of your session. There is no let's see what happens, especially if you're going out solo. Everything needs to be highly targeted, highly executionable in a way that makes it easy that anyone could get this done and that you just allow for the process to take care of itself. You want to automate things as much as possible. 
You don't want to have to come home and think about, oh, do, I, do I have to go in my journal and write this shit? And no, it's like you've set up the structure. You just have to enter your input, your data into the system. Make it easy. Okay. And so he's going to repeat this. Now, I mentioned before, just quickly, that uh, in the part two of nailing this 30 day challenge for him, that he needs to do five minimum direct intent interactions. Then that doesn't include the warm up. This is a slight differentiation I just want to make between the nights, is because the night's going to look a little bit different. But in the day, from the moment he gets in, and yeah, actually, no, yeah, yeah, so I'll bring it back more down into real play here. Since we've just nailed out kind of the structure of it, I'll just paint for what it looks like. By the way, for those of you in the live stream right now, hope you're well. Drop me a thumbs up down below. Helps out the stream. Let's me know you are enjoying this content. Drop me a comment as well. We will get to your questions, but we've, uh, we're, we're getting in here. We're getting in here on this uh, solo tips. Oh, highly tactical. This is straight da dating tactics right here. I like the tactical shit. So, yeah, I was going to paint it out for him. So, so I just, but first off, I just want my 18 year old hypothetical son to acknowledge everything that I've just said and agree to all of it. That he, at least in theory, he's going to agree to all this. That yes, that I'm going to take a 10 year mindset. That yes, I'm going to know why I'm doing this. That yes, there is no let's see what happens. And that we're going to do a 30 day challenge. And that is, in fact, how we're going to run the 30 day challenge. If he can say yes to all those things, then he's good. Then he's going to be set up for success. Now, let's play it out. Let's, I just want to play one day for you guys. I'm not going to play the whole 30 days. It's not possible. It's silly. But uh, we'll play one day. I'll take you through one day of my hypothetical 5 out of 10 son, 18-year-old, going out for the first time solo. So I said that start and end point, both on the Mac and both on the mic. And on the micro, what that looks like is that he needs to know where the session starts. This is a huge problem and a mistake I used to make all the fucking time, which is that I just didn't, I made it too hard for myself. I never want, I don't want my hypothetical 18 year old son to ever fail. I only want him to succeed. And what that means really, and when I say fail, I mean that I never want it to be so difficult that he can't do it. I want to make it so easy that he never misses a rep. And we're going to take this mindset from uh, world record lifting power lifters such as um, Ed Cohn, in which that I never miss a rep. That we make this shit so easy that anyone could get this done. And it's funny because I always approached the journey this way before I knew about Ed Cohn and his uh, approach to deadlifting and powerlifting and he set ridiculous records in his heyday. But that was his mindset, which is that I never missed a rep. I never missed a rep. I never pushed myself so hard that uh, I failed. And so... I'm going to do the same thing with him here. And part of never missing a rep is knowing your start point, which is that most of the time when you fuck up in solo is because you made it too difficult from the beginning. You set the criteria for success far too high as to what you're looking to achieve. But I've already got my son sorted on this because I told him we're here for the 10-year journey. So we sorted that in Mac. But in micro, that he decided, and what I used to do when I used to fuck up in solo, and I was that guy walking up and down the mall for two hours at a time speaking to no one, going home crying, speaking to no one, was that I said that my session started when I get in the mall. This is a huge mistake. It's a huge mistake. If you're an absolute beginner, which you are, and you're a 5 out of 10 on that social skill set, which my hypothetical son is, do you think it's a good idea to start your first ever solo session in the sensory overloaded heat of the mall? No. 
what would be a much easier way of beginning this? Well, how about instead of literally say of starting, of starting my session literally at the mall's balls if you're in Adelaide, which is the direct center of the mall, or at Federation Square if you're in Melbourne, or Union Square if you're in New York, or Oxford Street Station if you're in London, or wherever the fuck you are, if you're the Eaton Center in Canada in Toronto, how about instead of starting our session there, our solo session there, how about just a couple streets back in a little bit more quiet area where it's not a sensory overload? Because part of what messes you up when you go in our solo and what's going to mess up my hypothetical 18-year-old son in this case is that he's going to, let's say that he does what I did, the mistakes that I made, was that he's going to get on the bus, he's going to take a bus ride in, he's going to walk his little ass into the mall, pass, he's going to see a lot of girls go by, not meet them because this is not my start point. So he's going to already be a little bit kind of frozen by that you could say and then finally gets into the mall and now begin and now begin and it's like oh shit it just went from zero to 100 i just went from doing absolutely nothing to now having to do everything and not only that everyone is around me there are so many people around me this sensory overload is ridiculous and you're going to see a cross tie from this into the night as well it's actually even more important at night. But in the day, which is what we're on right here. So what I want you to do, quick tactic here, is that instead of starting your session in the absolute epicenter, the absolute heat of this volcano, how about we just, we start on the foothills. Let's start on the foothills before we climb uh, Mount Vesuvius. Right? Before we get to Pompeii, let's just let's start on the banks of the river. And we can start there. And what that really means is that if you're in Adelaide, for example, instead of starting your session at the mall's bowls, how about... How about back at Adelaide Uni? How about a couple streets back? How about at the end of the mall, the beginning of the mall? How about just not directly in the absolute center? If you're in Melbourne, how about not at Federation Square, but a couple, a couple streets back? How about if you're, in, if you're in the Eaton Center in Toronto and you're standing up at the corner of Yonge and Dundas? How about instead of there, how about that college that's a few streets up with the, the nice green park and the, and the supermarket up there? It's like a few streets upwards from there. How about that? And what that's going to do for you is it's going to make it easy. It's going to make it easy for you to begin. Now, I said before, moving down this play, I'm taking you through one day of how to go out solo during the day for my hypothetical 18-year-old son, which is that now, warm-ups. And I said that in your 30-day challenge, you must complete a minimum of five sexually polarized direct intent interactions, not including your warm-ups. What do the warm-ups look like, Dad? Well, what they look like is that they do not have to be sexually polarized they do not have to be sexually polarized, but you must give love. And that's all it is. All I'm going to ask you to do is that when your session begins, at your start point, which you've designated before, not, not when you get in, but before. So let's say you're in Adelaide, not the Moors Balls. We're going to start Adelaide Uni, which is just a couple, for those of you who have never been there, a couple streets back. It's just over the side of North Terrace. And, uh, and we're going to do five. You're going to go up to five people and you're going to give love five times. It could be the old lady with the hat. It could be the old man with the walker. It could be those kids with the skateboards that are terrible. <laughs> they're always terrible, but they, for some reason they love showing us in public how terrible they are. Uh, it could be a cute girl, but you're going to do a minimum five. All right? And it's not going to be once every fifth person. It's not going to be once every 15th person. It's going to be the nearest five people. So let's say that you set your start point at where the skateboard kids are at the front of Adelaide Uni. That's my start point. What you're going to do is I'm going to get you to close your eyes, take five deep breaths. 
Ooh, okay. The moment you open your eyes, nearest five people, give love. All right, that skateboard kid, cool. You know, excuse me. I know this is random, but I just want to wish you a great day. Boom. S- sit, stay in. Let him respond to you. All right, don't just dive. Don't just run away. Let him respond. And that's it. Just let him respond. Absorb the compliment. Enjoy the love. Move to the next person. You turn to the left. Oh, old man with the pigeons. Excuse me, old man with the pigeons. Hope you have a great life. That's all I want to say. It's like, oh, oh, whippersnapper. Thank you. All right, next person. Next person, next person, next person. Five people, done. You should be able to do this easily within five minutes. Any longer, then you're obviously cheating. And you fucked up. So you need to be able to do this five for five, done. Now your session can actually begin, so to speak. Now directly polarized interactions. Now the audio recorder can come on. I'd probably recommend you hit the audio recorder during your warm-ups as well, just at the beginning, just so you get to hear yourself going. Just as you get that goose going, all right? And so from there, he's going to hit his five interactions. Now, for those of you that are now I'm not going to go, now it's self-explanatory. Now, for those of you that are like, but if you're an absolute beginner watching this, like, but how do, I don't know how to run the interactions. So what do you mean by sexually polarized interactions? Well, on my channel, I have four videos that lay out everything for free. That's how to run an interaction that is not, you don't have to pay for. All right. So number one video, how to open like a king. That gives you everything you need to open. Number two, qualification, how to qualify. Number three, investment, keys to investment or how to, how to investment. It's all how to's pretty much. And number four, how to closing. There's four videos that are in sequence like that. All you have to do is go into the channel and just type those things in and you'll get them all. Now, if you don't, there is obviously my ebook, which is a paid version of that, which is nice and succinct and it lays it out and you can take that with you on your phone, et cetera, and you just pop it out and you can uh, use it as a guide, but you don't have to. You don't have to. If you don't know how to run an interaction, you can get all that shit for free on my channel already, okay? But if you do want that easier option, obviously the ebook is there. So from there, you're just going to run your interactions. Now, that's it. That's done. From that point on, we can now slip to the night. And I just want to take a step back out to 34,000 feet and see if there's anything I've missed here. Or he's just going to repeat this, rinse and repeat. Oh, okay. So the, four, the end play of that day is that so he goes and does his minimum of his five interactions. And let's say uh, maybe he does six or seven. Maybe he does do 10 on a good day, does 10, comes home. He goes straight into his journal. He does not wait. He does not wait. When he comes home, he's like, dad, dad, I fucking did it. I'm like, all right, get your fucking journal. Don't tell me, get in your journal right now. Break those interactions down. Not the next day, you will forget. And uh, you won't have that energy behind it. So he gets into his bedroom, pops that audio recorder out, gets his Evernote, goes into day one, which is already laid out, and just has to input the data. Positive, of de- listening back to his interaction. Positive, oh shit, I actually approached that girl. Hell yes, positive, I actually fucking did it. Improvement, improvement to make. What I'll improve tomorrow on this oh, I, could, I, I definitely hesitated on that interaction, so I want to do that. So now, obviously, there's a million things you could improve. Just pick the biggest one from every interaction. And boom, he just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, every interaction. Done. Comes out of his room. Fucking done. All right, now I can go. Now you can go back to the rest of your life. <laughs> rinse and repeat day two, day three, day four, day five, all the way through to day 30. Okay? And the lessons of each day are built upon the previous day. It's all systemized. It's all set up for success. It's all set up to be as easy as possible, right? And and yeah, that's that's that is the game plan, an absolute game plan for uh, how I would have my hypothetical hypothetical eighteen year old son, who is a five out of ten on the skill on the skill scale set skill set on the scale of zero to tens, how he needs to go about solo pickup. 
uh, highly structured, has the intent, highly structured. There is no, let's see what happens. There's a start and end point to every day, start and end point to the entire challenge. That's how he begins. That's that's it. That's all you need to do. And what's amazing about it is that I fucking wish I had this when I began. Do you know how many days, how many days I went home depressed, beat up, just torn up inside because I walked in through up and down the mall for two hours at a time and I saw a few girls I wanted to speak to, but I just didn't, I didn't do it. I couldn't pull the trigger. I was too, I was, it was too hard. I set myself up for failure. And I'm like, imagine if I had this. Imagine if I had this when I began, I would have got through the shit so much quicker. So that's why I'm bringing it to you guys today. Um, okay, cool. So what I'm going to do is uh, just for a second, because I'm realizing uh, that's, that's already pretty much, we've already been in this for about half an hour now. And I haven't touched on the solo tips for going out at night. So I'm going to dive into the chat box right now and just take a quick pause and just say hi to some of you guys. And, uh, and then we'll move forward. So... Because this is Q&A, this is, this, this is live. This is live. So, everybody in there, Racing comes in with a sashimi style. <laughs> right, what's good, my friend? Sashimi style, for sure. Hashtag sashimi, sashimi style. As if for those of you that don't know what sashimi style is, it's aka raw sex. Um, <laughs> it's from, uh, why is he saying that? Because I put up a video of his week on, uh, so you got herpes and uh, if you well, you know, best practices for avoiding uh, sexually transmitted infections. And I just hey, you just want to avoid that sashimi style if you're going out casual. My 18-year-old son is starting to go out, avoid that sashimi style as best you can. Okay, next person comes in with uh, on saying, yo, that's facts. Thank you, my man. JK with that with that flex, with the bicep of truth. And then uh, St. Louis comes in with um, how you do anything is how you do everything with the 100 symbol. Our subconscious is always watching our actions. And when it sees you not giving your all in life, it'll allow you to slip up even easier next time. Yeah, 100%. 100%. We, your subconscious is like a uh, – it's, it's a computer interface. It's programmable, 100%. So uh, it looks like beyond those things, I see all the rest of your questions. Uh, however, we're not into the Q&A yet. So I just wanted to just dive in, just acknowledge you guys, but we're going to slip in now to the tips on going out solo at night. This is going to come quicker though. It's going to be a lot quicker than the day. The day is far more, it's, it's, uh, it's more structured. It's more structured than the night. Not saying the night doesn't have structure, but it's, it, as you can tell, we just, we just went hardcore on that. So, so much value, so much tactics. I wish I was, I wish I was an 18 year old right now that had no idea about cold approach that just happened upon this piece of content. Because if that guy went out today and actually did what I just said, he would have a fucking amazing day. He would have an amazing day. And he just, he would come home feeling like a champ rather than feeling like an absolute loser, which is what I used to go home feeling like when you walk up and down the mall for two hours at a time and you don't speak to anyone. So that's, that's bullshit. So anyways, I do see the rest of your questions. Uh, Ados Camilo and uh, Abel and... I see all you there, but I will pause on that and we'll come back to the content now. So also I want to say that because today's Friday, just a little plug here, the Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter. First edition went out last week. I thank you all for the feedback on it. Uh, that was hype. If you want to receive the edition on today, it will be going out at 3.20 p.m., which is in about five hours time. So just head to boldojo.com, drop your email in, you'll receive today's edition. It's free, quick sip of social dynamics and the cool shit I'm exploring. 
join it up and don't miss don't miss and also by the way guys drop a thumbs up on this video if you are enjoying it and uh yeah drop me your comments we will get more to those in the open q a after this little night game solo tip section also if you listen to this on the podcast bottle your podcast itunes spotify bottle.com if you download it off there welcome thank you drop me your feedback and we shall now dive onto the tips for going out at night solo so yes, the biggest difference between day and night is this overall mindset of one-to-one versus one-to-many. That's why it's a little more structured in the day. However, the night is probably more daunting to go out at night solo than the day. I mean, just in, in general. I know there might be some of you out there that have your individual set points and would disagree with that for yourself, but just in general, most people would agree with that. Just because of the sensory overload of what happens at night with the drugs, the cocaine, with the uh, the girls that are off their tits, uh, you know, just crazy environment, loud music. Um, it's very analytic in that way. So we're going to approach it a little bit different. So run it back, same hypothetical. You got my eighteen year old son who says to me, "Okay, Dad, I got this shit handled in the day," or maybe I don't even want to start with day, and he just says, "I just want to start going out at night solo because I'm eighteen years, I'm eighteen now, and I can start going out at night." What's the best way to approach this? Well, he's going to take the same principles that we talked about before in terms of intent. He needs to know why he's doing this. Why are you doing this? Because if you don't know why, you will not maintain. If you do not have a core foundational purpose behind this, you will give up in a day. You will give up in a week. You must know why. And that must be written down and it must be rehearsed every single night and every single day before you go out. 100%. So he says to me, oh, well, uh, fuck. I'm 18 now and I don't have a girlfriend and I haven't had sex yet. They say he's a virgin. All right, cool. I just want to go out and I want to learn about uh, sexual, I want to learn about sexuality. I want to learn about sexually polarized connections between the masculine and feminine. If he's my son, he probably is going to be using those words. But (laughs) that's what's funny about it because he's probably heard those words ever since he came out of the womb. (laughs) <laughs> it's like it's like the moment he entered this world when he's uh in, in the uh you know when he gets popped out of the womb it's like the first time i hold him i'm just like whispering in his ear masculine the feminine polarity masculine feminine polarity and it was the first words he hears from me probably probably it's fucked but it's funny at the same time anyway so you know okay let's get back on track he tells me that he's going out at night because he wants to learn about the dance between masculine and feminine energy. By the way, for those of you that didn't catch this morning's podcast on the top 10 mistakes that top 10 dating mistakes that guys are making in 2019, that's number 10. They don't study the dance of masculine and feminine energy. So, uh, but he says that to me, I want to study this dance and I want to get this sexual experience under my belt. I'm like, cool. Just remember why. Always remember why. Because this journey is far too tough. This, far, this journey is far too immense. The fire is far too hot for you to come into it willy-nilly with no purpose, with no connection to why you're doing it. A 10-year-old son, for all the guys that I've seen that have started this journey and given up and failed, there's a commonality amongst all of them. They didn't know why. Right? Or that their why, so to speak, their purpose uh, was so frivolous. It was so ungrounded. It was, it was so weak. You just There was no connection there, so... Just know why you're doing it. That will maintain your legs. That gives you legs. He goes, cool. So we're going to take that same principle. Beautiful. Also, I'm going to check him again. Are you in that 10-minute or that 10-year mindset? If he tells me 10-minute, don't begin at all. If you're going out tonight just to get sexual gratification, validation, it's not going to happen. You're going to feel worse. You're going to die. You, you'll die. You'll kill yourself through that mentality. So he says to me, all right, dad, I'm going out that 10-year. Cool. Same things apply from the day. Fast forward through. 
Now, 30 night challenge, just for the set. Now it's not, let's see what happens. I'm not sending out my hypothetical 18 year old son that has a skill set of five out of 10 that has never been out at night at all, who's going out solo. I'm not sending him out with a, let's see what happens mentality. No, there is no let's see what happens mentality. That's, again, that's setting yourself up for failure. It's making things far too difficult. We're not going to miss a rep. You are, you are going to come home feeling like a winner. You are going to come home successful. You're going to come home having succeeded. That's what the term I was looking for. You're going to come home knowing that you won. And the way that we're going to do this is we're going to make this shit so easy for you that almost anyone could do this. I know you're a five, but I'm giving you a skill set, a tactical plan, a game plan for you to be able to go out tonight that even a zero could take and still succeed with. All right? So... So we're going to, that's, and that's the final thing with the mindsets. And that's why it's going to be a 30 night challenge, not a one night challenge, 30 nights. And that purpose of life journey, if you can agree to all those things, boom, we're going to begin. So same thing that I said before, audio recording, all interactions, fantastic. He's got that set up and that's now we go into start and end point, both in the macro and and both at micro. So I guess we kind of went through start and end point there. Uh, in macro and that it's a 30-night challenge in of itself. Yeah, for sure. Now, we need to dive into micros here. Yeah, the micro starting endpoint. I said before during the day, because you're going to see the differences now between the day and night. In the night, the start point of your night is just as crucial as the day in the sense of if you try and begin a night at the venue, good luck. Good fucking luck. Good fucking luck. Now, remember, if you're if you're like three to six or six to 12 on the clock phase, you can start your night at the venue, no worries. But I'm not talking to you. Like I said, just rework wherever you are in the journey of the clock phase of your skill set back to the absolute beginner because that's what I'm talking about. You're that absolute beginner. Your night must not start at the venue. If you go in thinking that you can begin at the venue, you're dead. Now, good night. <laughs> just have a good night. It's not going to happen. Uh, the sensory overload is too intense. Right, the the pumping music, the anticipation, the and both by the way, there's you can't you can't start your venue at the night because there is by the very default a line, a lineup. And so what, you're gonna stand there in the line and not speak to anyone on your own? You're at this oh terrible, terrible way of approaching this. So what I'm gonna get you to do is take the same principle that we have from the day, which is that make it easy. Instead of starting in the epicenter of this volcano, let's start at the foothills. And the foothills is a couple streets back, right? So if you're catching an Uber in, because I'm sure as hell not letting you drive, well, not only because you shouldn't be drinking anyway, but I'm not letting you drive because it's too comfortable. You're gonna you're gonna waste time in your car. You're gonna you're gonna you know, play your beats in the car, listen to your hype up music too much. You might drive around and like take the long route around. So no, we're going to take a bus or you're an Uber. You're going to take a direct line in. It's a commitment to this night. Take your Uber in or take your bus in or fucking walk in or whatever it is, just don't drive in. And what you're going to do is is that you're going to take your set point, your start point as just a couple streets back from the venue you decided. So if you're in the mall, if you're in Adelaide, instead of starting at the wool shed, instead of starting at H what used to be oh no it's, yeah it's HQ I was gonna say what well, used to be the old HQ but the new HQ of starting at uh Reds instead of starting there 
How about we start at the intersection of King Will and Hindley, right? A nice intersection right there where it's not a sensory overload, where you haven't got all these extremely attractive girls that are barely wearing anything in their heels, screaming, yelling at each other. There's bouncers kicking people out the doors. There's uh, these... There's like these, all these macho dudes with their V-necks, <laughs> which I'm currently wearing, right, with their tight V-necks because they got their pop that night. Yeah, so you don't overload, don't get the Uber to drop you off at the front of the venue. Don't start your night at the start of the venue. Work it back to the foothills where it's not a sensory overload, okay? Now, at night, I told you guys before that during the day, what was the night? What was the day skill set that the guy needs to begin with? Well, my eighteen-year-old hypothetical son. Well, he needs to do five warm-ups right off the get, non-sexually polarized. They don't have. They can be. They don't have to be. And then, um, then he's going to go into his actual work for the night. What does the warm-up look like for my for this same guy, for my same son, going into the night? It's so much easier. It's well, it looks much easier on paper, which is that he doesn't even need to do the five breaths and the five giving loves. That's not his that's not his goal. For him, he has one goal. I say to him, on your first night of the 30 night challenge, all you need to do is that you just need to engage one person. Just one. It must be sexually polarized. It must be direct though. Just one. And all you are gonna do is extend the hand and introduce yourself. Okay? Now this starts at the foothills. This does not even start in the venue. Okay, so what you're going to do is, if you're in Adelaide, you're going to get the Uber to drop you off at the corner, the intersection of Hindley. And for the reason, uh, for those of you that have never been there, that's before all the club, the club strip starts. At this intersection, it's before the club strip starts. And people will walk through this intersection to walk down to the clubs. So there's definitely people that are going to be there. It's not so far away, but it's not too close either. And this is where we always used to start our sessions when I was uh, coming up as well at night uh, in Adelaide. So... I'm going to get the Uber to drop you off there. All you have to do, this night is one. The day is one. The night, the day is one in that uh, old school world terms. But the night is one for you when you get dropped off. And it doesn't even have to be necessarily the very first attractive girl you see. But I'll set you a timer. I'm going to give you a timer of five minutes. Set it up on your phone. Okay, just get your phone out. And by the way, audio recording should be on anyway. But on your phone, you're going to set a five-minute timer. And from the moment you get out that Uber, from the moment you get off the bus, from the moment you step into your start point, which is this intersection right here, all you have to do is introduce yourself with sexually polarized intent to this girl just once. Just once. That's all you have to do. Now, you might think, but that's so easy. That's so easy. That's the idea. The night is far more intimidating solo than it is in the day. This is for most people, speaking on average in general. And that if we're here with a 10-year mindset, if we're here with a 30-night mindset, I don't need this guy even stepping into the venue. If he is an absolute beginner who has no experience in cold approach at all and is going out solo for the first time as well, I don't even need him stepping into the venue. I need him to win. I need him to train success. I need him to train the feeling of winning and that we don't miss a rep. We don't know what it feels like to fail. We don't know what it feels like to miss on our goal. And what I'm going to say to him right here is that all, you win tonight. You win tonight if you step out that Uber, you set a five-minute timer on your phone, and you just have to go up to one girl, one girl that is 
charging that sexual intent within you. Like, oh, she's an attractive girl. I'm going to go out to her. I'm going to extend my hand. And I'm just going to say, hey, my name's Adam. Or whatever my son's name is. My name's Earth. Okay? He goes out to her. My name's Earth. That's it. Whether she completely blows it off, whether they get into a full conversation, whether he walks with her now down to the venue, whatever happens from there, I don't give a fuck. All I care about was that he, within a five-minute timer, engaged one person on his own at night. That's all. If he can do that, he can, he, he's done. He can come home, and if, and if I'm sitting there, and I'm uh, diving into the deep physical realms of the universe and meditation, and he comes home, and he's like, Dad, I fucking did it. I fucking did it. I, got, I went out. I got dropped over the Uber. I set my timer. It took me like a minute or two because I kind of passed up on a couple of people. Then I saw one girl that I really liked. I went straight up to her, and I was like, oh, uh, and I'm like, uh, my name's Earth, and I, and I shook her hand, and she was like, oh, hi, my name's Sophie, and I didn't know what to say after that, though, and I'm like, that's fine, that's fine, you fucking did it, and we'll high-five each other, we'll high-five each other, and we'll go cook some lamb shanks, we'll get the venison out, we'll get the kangaroo out, we'll have a party, all right, we'll, we'll have a time, SpongeBob SquarePants, let's go, I'm going to pump him up, now, you guys, I want to unpack this now, why, why was it not like in the day where the day workload for the absolute beginner seems so much more intense of five warm-ups and then five minimum direct intent interactions. The reason why at night is because of the sensory overload. In the day, there is not such a sensory overload to the point where you can, it's a, it's a nice warm bath. Starting off in the day is a nice warm bath and you can just kind of slide your way into this. It gets your goose loose. It gets your goose going a lot easier in the day. But in the night, and this is what I've got learned from not only from my own experience, but from coaching a lot of guys at night, is of this thing that we call the barbecue breakdown. Shout out to Jay if he's listening. The barbecue breakdown seldom happens in the day, almost always happens at night. Now, for those of you that don't know what the barbecue breakdown is, I'll just briefly go through it here. The barbecue breakdown, aka a psychological breakdown in which that guys actually cry. Guys actually go from what seemed like a psychologically well-adjusted person just an hour ago to looking like a sociopathic murderer or to a sociopathic needs to be put in asylum, almost like asylum accredited. That happens at night so frequently. I've coached so many clients at night that have gone into psychological, into barbecue breakdowns. Now, why is it called the barbecue breakdown? Because of when I was first coaching with Jordan and we had to take like three or four guys out, I'd have my guy and Jordan might have two other guys and our code word on our phone, because we'd say, I'll take my guy for an hour. I'd coach him for an hour. Jordan would take his guy or the other guy, two other guys for an hour. And then we'd have a meet point at which, at which that we would swap and that they would swap instructors. But we knew that we would meet up at, say, uh, Subway on Hindley Street at 10 p.m. after we started at 9 p.m. But if one of us knew, if, if one of our clients had a barbecue breakdown, aka a psychological breakdown, what does that mean? He got shut down in which that, because, because of the sensory overload of night, the experiences hit you faster. It's not like in the day where a 10 walks by once every five minutes or once every three and a half minutes if you're in a that's a really aggressive day game environment if a if a 10 straight 10 is walking by every three minutes but uh you know on average five to ten minutes if you're in a, a decent city like melbourne or 
uh, you're in uh, Toronto, if you're in, near the Eden Center or whatever, Union Square, New York. But in the day, it's like it's once every three to five, ten minutes that absolute tens going by. At night, you're going to see five tens walk by every five seconds at night because all girls are all girls. You know, the, the average girl going by steps up to a seven or eight just the moment that she starts showing her legs and, and she's got them tits popping out, bro. Right? She's dressed up, that makeup's on, bro. Okay, so the sensory overload is so intense and that, that's why psychological breakdowns are much less frequent in the day because you can ease your, you can get your goose going and it's much easier to get your goose going in the day than it is at night. So that's why, bringing it back here, that's why, and so I'll wrap up the barbecue breakdown story. So the code that we would text each other that if one of us was not going to be able to meet at the meet point was that I would, because at night you can't make a phone call, you're going to hear each other in the venues. So we would send a text, I'd send a text to Jay or Jay would send me a text saying barbecue breakdown. And all that meant was that, okay, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to expect to change clients because Jay has had to take that client back to the apartment or he's having to take him back to a park or a quiet area or a little uh, hotel foyer and just sit him down and calm him down because he's either crying or he's gotten into such a dark physical space in which that he can no longer continue. He's broken down. So that's why when I say to my hypothetical 18-year-old son that, all he has to do to win tonight and the only and his criteria for tactical success is just one interaction and just within five minute period, just one girl, sexually polarized interaction, direct intent. And by the way, you notice here that it wasn't going up to a girl and saying, uh, hey, I think you look that like, like a watermelon. <laughs> I'm, not going, I'm not giving him watermelon tactics. <laughs> Shout out to a couple live streams ago. It's not asking for the time. It's not asking for uh, what venue are you going to. It's literally just going out to a girl and just saying, hey, my name is. That's it. That's all I need from him. That's direct intent enough at night. And that's a win. The reason why it's for a win is because if he could do that, where all of these tens are going by, all of these extremely attractive girls are walking by, you've got like groups of dudes, groups of the lads that have been pre-drinking that are yahooing and yelling and there's like police sirens going by and you can smell the alcohol, you can smell the intensity. You can see the sensory overload is so intense. So for him to even just do one, and he has no experience in cold approach, he's never gone out solo before, and this is night one, that's all I needed to do. And if he does that, that's a win. He can go home after that. Now, is it likely that he's going to go home after that? Nah. That's why we take the Eddie Cohen... Uh, that's why we take the Eddie Cohen mentality. That's why we take the Warren Buffett mentality. That's why we take the winner's mentality of that we never miss a rep. That if you never miss a rep, then you build confidence and you build momentum and you want to do the next rep. It's very likely that if my hypothetical 18-year-old son goes out there and is able to achieve it once, that he wants to do it twice. It's very likely that he then, if he gets that, rides that high. Most guys, if they know that that was the win, if the coach set up with them saying that you've already won, then anything beyond that is just bonus. Everything else beyond that is just even getting my goose even looser. Then let's get this goose going. Then of course it's like, oh, well, maybe I could do the next. If you can do one, you can do two. If you can do two, you can do three. If you can do three, you can do four. So it's very unlikely that he's going to end the night on one, but he wins if he does.
He wins if he does. So that's what one night looks for him. That's his, what his first night looks like. So he's going to come home and he's going to break down that interaction just like he would in the day. Key point here. Key point. He needs to come home, listen to the audio in- interaction, audio recording, positive. What was positive about that? Oh, the, fuck that, the fact that I even fucking did it. Great. And then what would I improve next time? If it took him a few minutes to get into it, if he was a little bit stifled in the vocals, if his intent was a little bit off, eyes, break down his 50, intent, eyes, vocals, uh, body language, and then vibe. Breaking down all those things, cool. Night two. Now, you might think, but Adam, how is he ever going to improve if he just keeps, if that's, if he keeps doing that every single night? Well, Jimmy, Albert, that's not what he does every night. We're going to take the same principles of all winners, which is progressive overload. We keep challenging ourselves. We keep, we keep up in the ante. And that we don't we don't repeat what we did last night. If we could show ourselves we did that last night, well then on night two, we're going to increase it. So instead of now it being, well, one interaction, now I need five from you. Now I need five from you in five minutes. Okay, cool. Then night three, if you can achieve that, cool. Then now we're going to start walking ourselves to the venue, meeting girls on the way to the venue. Cool. Nine after that, if you can achieve that, now we're going to start interacting with people in the actual lines of the venue. Cool. You can nail that next night. Well, the next girl is going to be now the very first person inside the venue. Cool. Boom. Done. And you can see it's just this constant progressive overload. But the bar is so low that a zero could achieve this. He's not a zero. He's a five. I'm giving the average here. But he could. anyone could do this. Anyone could achieve this. And what this does is that we train success. We don't train failure. I never want my hypothetical year old, hypothetical year old 18-year-old son coming home saying that I fucked up. And that I couldn't do it. And that I passed up, I shut myself down, I had a barbecue breakdown. I never want him coming home feeling like that. I never want him coming home feeling like he was a loser, coming that he felt like that he couldn't do it, right? If he, if he ever comes home feeling like that, it's very unlikely he's going to go out the next night. Most people do not respond to, uh, to failure in a positive way. Most people, especially absolute beginners... One failure, one night, that was a bad night, that's it. They don't go out for the next week. They don't go out for another month. They don't go out for another year if they had a rough experience. So I want to avoid that at all costs. And all I want to do is to train the feeling of success, which is that hit minimums that are so easy that anyone could do this. And then if you want to get your goose going after that, get your goose going after that. But you already won before that. And so if he keeps training this, that's how we know that he's going to be able to maintain 30 nights in a row. 30 nights in a row is very daunting to the person that feels like I have to jump this shit and I have to get laid tonight. It's very daunting. But it's actually pretty damn easy if I set up someone with the focus of, hey, all you got to do tonight on night one is go out to this, not even the club, not even the venue, but just one street back and you just got to speak to one girl, direct intent, just say, hey, my name's Adam. Can you do that? I think I can do that. And then imagine you go, oh, I, I, I won. I did it. And it's, of course, you might think, but why would anyone be happy with that? How could anyone be happy with that level of success? Well, they wouldn't be if that's all they had to do for the, for, that's it. Like that's one night and they're done. No, you got 29 more nights to go out. 10 year mindset, journey of life mindset. Okay. So the next night's going to be a little bit harder. But I don't want you focused on the next night that's a little bit harder if you can't even do tonight. Win tonight. Get a win tonight. You get a win tonight, then you want to go out tomorrow night. Then you want to go the night after that. And of which we will progressively overload your goals based on the feedback of the night before. Just keep stepping it up.
That's how you get this shit done. That's my tips for going out as solo is that we make it easy. Don't go out with this let's see what happens mentality. Let's let's see if I can meet a cool girl tonight and have sex tonight. No, I don't give a fuck about that. I don't give a fuck about that at all. I don't care if this if my 18-year-old hypothetical son doesn't get laid at all in the next 30 days. Why? Because that's not the goal. That's not the goal. The goal for him was that he said to me at the beginning, Dad, I need to learn about the dance between masculine and feminine energy. I need to learn about sexual polarity. Not, no part of that criteria for success was him, him getting laid. No, not at all. In fact, he even got a glimpse of that, of learning about masculine and feminine energy. That's a win over 30 nights. That's a win. He's an absolute beginner who's never gone out of board. That's a win, right? Because we're in this for life. Now, obviously, if you go out for 30 nights in a row, some cool shit's going to happen. But we never set the expectation. We set our criteria for success so damn low that anyone could do this, which means that they can maintain this. Because it's the guys that give up. It's the guys that set criteria for success far too high. Those are the ones that never achieve their goals, right? If you just stay in, if you just walk the journey, you keep walking, you'd be amazed what you can achieve. So my friends... That's pretty much, yeah, I'm just thinking, is that all I want to say on this uh, tips for going out solo? You know what's really interesting about this is that we've already been in this for an hour and this is the first social Q&A live where I've actually done a full podcast at the beginning where, well, I did dive halfway through, I did dive into the chat box, I did dive into the activity feed, but because this is hardcore tactics, this is shit that I really would have my 18-year-old son, hypothetical, going out and using tonight, today that all of you right now that came to this video for tips on how to go out, this is it. This is all you need to do. This is all you need to do. And you just keep progressively overloading from there. And you just keep stepping it up from there. So we've got, we're going to, I got to piece out in half an hour. So we're going to do half an hour of Q&A. But uh, I'm feeling fucking good about this. So if you guys are enjoying this, drop a thumbs up down below. Uh, drop me your comments now. We will now dive into Q&A. I will now answer some of your questions um, let me take a uh, quick sip of this on team. We'll get in. It's all about having a loose goose. All right, solo guys, it's all about a loose goose. It's the moment you get stiff, and the, how do you get stiff? By overloading yourself. You, get, you have breakdowns by getting too stiff at night. You want to be loose. So, uh, yeah, by the way, for those of you that are in right now, bowl sip, weekly email newsletter. You got about four hours before I release that thing, the second edition. Head to bulldozer.com, enter your email, you get it for free. Quick sip of social dynamics, little article in there at the beginning, and then all the other cool shit I'm exploring. There's a lot of cool shit in this week's email. Uh, so get it for free, uh, bulldozer.com. And is there anything else I need to mention there? Yeah, drop me some comments as well. Drop me your feedback, and we will now dive into your questions. Oh, the super chat. Because we've only got half an hour here, if you would like to get your question bumped to the top, and have me dive into that first above all else and give much more context to it. You can do donate to this channel through the Super Chat. And anything that you guys do donate, just go straight back to the channel. And all the workings here at the Bowl Dojo, it's your brick in the, in the dojo. So that option is available. I'm going to try and answer as many questions as I can. And with that being said, let's do it. Um, okay. So here we go. The first question comes in from Aduskimo. Aduskimo underscore says, Hey Adam, 
Hey Adam, how do you not feel bad about interrupting people mid-conversation slash approaching people who can't even see you coming? Like I'm scared, like I'm scared of scaring people. Ha ha in capitals. And then he adds further context to night game slash club game. So hang on, that's a bit of a confusing question. So let me hey Adam, how do you how do you not feel bad? about interrupting people mid-conversation and approaching people who can't even see you coming. Who can't even see you coming. Okay. How do you not feel... Okay, so the way you phrase this question is a little bit interesting, but I get what you're saying here. And the reason, the way that I reframe this, because essentially what he's saying here is that uh, he, he feels like he's interrupting people's nights. That's essentially what he's saying here. And what I say is that I completely flip that. How do you not feel bad? Well, you put the focus on what you're bringing them. You're giving love. You're giving joy. I'm making people's days. And there has never been once where I've gone out and thought like I'm interrupting someone's day in a negative way. I'm interrupting them for sure, but I'm doing it because I'm going to make their day because I know the power of what I'm doing. And when I give love to others and even just you expressing, even you just come up and say, if it's at night, you know, my name's Adam, what's going on tonight? And you're bringing that joy, that positivity. It's like everyone loves that. Everyone loves that. Brian, it's, 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 it's far and few between the people that will have a negative response to you giving them love. Far and few between. So if you've got, and to your question, if you've got this uh, belief in which that you're interrupting people in a negative way, well, maybe you are and you've got to look at your skill set there because there are definitely guys that have such a poor tactical skill set and that most likely are rooted in an externally attached mindset, or they're just trying to take, they're just trying to get from people, well then yeah, you're gonna make you're gonna piss people off. But if you come at people, whether it be in the night or day, you've said night here, which is that hey, I'm just gonna hear to share the love. You hit up a venue, and that's and let's say you're not the absolute beginner. Let's say you're my hypothetical 18-year-old son who's maybe 10 days into his night day night challenge, going out solo, and he's let's say he's at the skill set now of where and we've progressively overloaded him to the point of which now his goal for the night is to go and within a 10-minute timer on his phone to speak to as many people as he can and say, hey, and introduce himself to as many people as he can within 10 minutes, right? The mindset behind it is that I'm bringing love to all these people. I'm making all these people's nights. And so from there, it's like interrupting. I guess I am kind of interrupting, but it's pretty important. It's like, it's more like, we interrupt you. We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming for a very important news break right now. You know, we've got some important shit to share with you right here. That's my mindset behind it. We interrupt your regular scheduled programming uh, for breaking news, which is that I'm giving you his love. So that's I just reinterpreted that. Uh, you're not. If you interpret it as something negative, and uh, that you are uh, pissing people off, well, then of course it's going to come off that way. Reinterpret it. Flip that script. Okay, moving down to the next question. I'm going to try and move through these quicker because there's a, I think there's a couple more. Actually, there's not that many. But for those of you that are jump, jumping in. Uh, anyways, Abel Martinez uh, drops a couple of emojis with the peace sign and the uh, cool face. What's up, Abel? Uh, Abel's a regular of this channel, donated quite a bit to this channel. So thank you, my man. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're applying. Racing comes in the next question. Saying... How do you respond to girls who say, thank you, but I'm in a rush? I'd like to give her the experience of meeting me, but I don't want 
her to get in her own way. Okay. So, right. Um, I'm going to assume you mean this in the day because generally speaking at night, a girl won't say that at night. I, I mean, she, you can. I mean, girls will say that at night, but I'm, we'll take a day example just because it sounds like you're talking about this in the day and it's far more pertinent in the day anyway, uh, which is that, thank you, but I'm in a rush. That is what we Ray. That is what we refer to as a logical objection. So in the day, you're going to receive three of any re- objections, most common anyway. Logical, uh, logical objections, emotional or romantic based. We will ignore the romantic and emotional, and we'll stay on your logical objection. A logical objection is just anything that logistically gets in the way of this, where she's just about to step into the Uber, just about to cross the street, just about to uh, go up the escalator, just about to step into her workplace. She's in a rush to go meet her friends, family, sister makeup, whatever. Uh, and so when a girl says, so let's say you run through this example, I'm Ray right now, I step up up in this dime piece, you know, excuse me, miss, I just saw you walking by, you run your open your context with your direct compliment and your context, I just saw you, I thought you looked beautiful, I had to come say, hey, she receives that, she goes, oh, thank you so much, but I'm actually in a rush. Okay, right here, all you need to do is loop. This is something that I talk about in my Toolbox of Game ebook, Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game, I'll give it to you here for free right now. And I will, I've done many, many times anyway, which is a loop. What is looping? A looping is how we address a logical objection. All right, when a girl says, thank you, I'm in a rush, the way to ascertain whether this is true or not is whether she is still standing in front of you. If a woman is still standing in front of you, we will progress through this interaction. You're not keeping her there. At no stage should you block a woman's body or stop her from getting around you. No, you plant your feet, Okay. So that's how we know that if a girl's actually there in front of us, she wants to be in front of us. And if you are blocking her, that's harassment anyway. So you plant your feet. She comes in, she says, thank you, but I'm actually in a rush. I've actually got to go meet my friends. I'm in a bit of a rush. But if she's still standing there, what she's waiting for, and that is now a test, is can you hold the frame? Can you steady the ship and acknowledge this and progress forward anyway? Because if she really was in a rush, Ray, She'd already be gone. Key mindset, pass on to old bootcamp clients. If a girl what doesn't want to be there, she won't be there. If a woman really is in a rush, she will not be there in front of you. She will be like, oh, thank you. Anyways, boom. Go out enough, you'll learn this. And uh, and so a lot of times, girls going to throw up that logical objection out of nerves. She's nervous. What she needs from you, hold the frame, steady the frame, which is that, hey, relax. The way that we relax her is by looping. And now I was going to say this. How do we loop? Point one of the loop is acknowledge. Girl says to me, I'm in a rush. Acknowledge her logical objection, which is, oh, okay, I see you're in a rush. The moment you acknowledge her logical objection, that reduces the pressure. Right? This is, and this applies to many areas in life in general. But that's all you're going to do is that girl says, oh, i got to go meet my friends. Okay, that's cool. you got to meet your friends. That's part one of the loop. Part two, and why it's called looping, is that you now loop back into the stage of the interaction you were just in. So if it's at the beginning of an interaction, which is in the scenario we're in, you're about to go into qualification. So, hey, I see you're in a rush. But anyways, I thought this about you, qualification. I see this about you. I think this about you. Back into qualification. Now, on paper, it doesn't make sense because it looks like you ignore what she just said. Thanks, I'm in a rush. I'm about to go with my friends. But anyways, and I see that. But anyways, I think you've got this kind of girl. It doesn't make sense on paper until you get into a real-world interaction when you realize, oh, she wasn't really in a rush. She was just nervous. And she actually just wanted me to show a strong masculine frame that steadies the ship for her 
and calms her nerves. That's all you have to do, Ray. Address her logical objection, acknowledge it, loop back into the stage of the interaction you were just in, which in this scenario at the beginning of the interaction would have been qualification, but the same applies to investment and the same applies to uh, closing. All stages of the toolbox of game, my, uh, my crash course, kick-ass day game, open qualification, investment, close, looping can be applied and must be applied on loop endlessly because all girls should throw up logical objections. All girls should throw up emotional and romantic objections at some stage. A normal girl should. If that helps. Let's move on. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Moving on to the next question. Oh, hold up. Hold up. Oh, shit. First super chat is in from Infinite Paradox. Donates $5 to the super chat. Arigato gozaimashita. Oh, shit. Arigashimas. Let's go. <laughs> I'm excited about this because you got a good question here. So uh, for those, yeah, that $5 infinite, that goes straight back to the channel. I really appreciate it. So thank you so much. We're going to dive in on this question here and I'm going to bump it above all the other questions as such is, and especially in the interest of time, because I've only got 15 minutes to go here in the social Q&A. Uh, okay, so Infinite Paradox comes in and he says, do you think having a bad self-esteem is a mental handicap? The ego is tricky and I realize this could be a trick. I barely even know how to love myself. Very deep, very deep and very interesting. Okay, so how do we, let's unpack this. And of course, Super Chat, we're gonna, we're gonna dive into this shit, so let's go. And also, the first hour of this social Q&A live was hardcore tactics on how, the exact game plan on how to go out at night and in the day solo if you're an absolute beginner. So I love now that we're gonna get some deep philosophy in. So, uh, let's begin. Do you think having a bad self-esteem is a mental handicap? Well, of course. Of course it's a handicap mentally if you don't have... And let's unpack that self-esteem for just a second. The way I interpret that self-esteem is that you don't love yourself. Yeah, that you don't see... You don't value yourself as a being. You don't intrinsically feel that you have value that you can bring to others. That brings us a little more definition around it. And if you don't believe you can bring all those things to others, if you don't believe that you're a person of value, that you're a being of value, and that you can make someone else's day, make someone else's night, bring them love, bring them joy in this life. Of course, that's a handicap. You'd need to get that fixed. And the way that you would fix that, uh, Mr. Paradox, is I would challenge you to find if it's ever been true in your life that you have been able to do that for yourself, for someone else. Whenever you get into this idea of that, well, I'm not of value, or I can't bring value to others, or I can't, uh, I can't be a fun person. I can't bring a, be a loving person. I can't be a person that can bring a strong masculine uh, presence and vibe to anyone. I would always look to see if it's been true, ever. Have I ever been able to bring value to anyone in my life? Has it ever been true? Could I ever bring point to evidence that shows this has been true? Now, if you've lived a reasonable amount of life, it's going to be true at some point. You're going to be able to find a point. And that right there, that's all we're looking for. All you're looking for to tear down that paper wall of bad self-esteem, which is just that you don't believe you have intrinsic value, is that have I ever been able to bring value to someone else? Ever. In the last 20 years, 15, 20, 80, 30 years, 80 for sure, whatever, whatever your lifespan is, have I ever been able to help someone? If you can point to evidence that you have been able to do this, then you know it's not true. 
Because that's what I would say there at the beginning. And you just want to start by tearing that paper wall down. That your self-esteem is not to be derived from outside of yourself. Your self-esteem is a well that must be pumped from within. It is a light that must be ignited from within. And it's truly just believing in yourself. And you don't need anyone outside yourself to validate that for you. You want to be a person of value, you decide within. I can bring value to others. That's it. And then, of course, there are many tactical exercises that you can do to then prove that, which is, hey, go out and give love to five people today. Just go to go up on my channel. Go on my channel. One of my favorite videos, How to Develop Empathy of Absolute Strangers. That's a, a complete tactical guide on how to go make people's days. Check it. And that will show, that will boost your self-esteem for sure because you have to come from a place of light within to be able to give that light outside of yourself. And it didn't matter uh, how people received you either. So the next part of his question, the ego is tricky and I realized this could be a trick. I barely even know how to love myself. Okay, there's a video on my channel, uh, Paradox, called How to Love Yourself. I would highly recommend watching that after this. But for you here, because you down, you dived into that super chat. It's interesting because I kind of just gave you a game plan on how to love yourself in the form of ignition. Ignition in the sense that that light, that light of loving yourself starts within. If you ever for a second feel that or come from a place that I need the people outside myself to tell me that it's okay for me to love myself, that I need the people outside of me to validate that I do in fact have love within me and that I can even enjoy that within myself and prove that that is something that I can have for myself, you're lost. You can have the entire world telling you that you're a piece of shit that you're worthless, that you're, youth, that you're useless, what's it on your internal scorecard? Right. And it really comes back to this place of that the person inside yourself is no different to the person outside yourself and to the people outside yourself. And yeah, your ego loves to separate yourself. Your ego loves to create separation and to make you feel like through the comparison of yourself to this other guy, this other girl, to your friends, to your family, that I'm not of worth that I don't have love, that, whoa, how could I love myself if I'm not as good as these other people? This ego creates that separation. But if you relinquish this attachment to an idea of your own self and to an idea of people outside yourself, what's left? What's left? What's left? And within what's left, you'll find love. You'll find endless love, limitless love, right there, in that space, devoid of all egoic attachment, relinquished of all comparison to people outside ourselves. And then it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter what people say. It doesn't even matter what people do. And that your egos, your egoic conception of whether you have high or low self-esteem doesn't matter, doesn't exist, whether you are whether you deem yourself to be a successful or unsuccessful person, that all falls away. It doesn't exist anymore. Because in the space that is left over, when you burn away your ego's attachment and your ego's perception, it's there. Just there. That's all it is. That's all it is. I know we went, there's a lot of of deep, deep, profound understanding that must be understood through meditation. 
are on that. And I don't expect you to understand that right now. So if I can give you some training wheels to help you get there. And uh, I can be a finger that points toward that moon is that I would have you have a night on your own. And I'd have you, un- and I'd have you understand in a meditation and just work on this one meditation of letting go of myself. What happens when I let go of myself? Because in your question here, you say I barely even know how to love myself. Yes and no. Yes and no. Your ego maybe. Your ego maybe has problems with loving itself because it compares itself to people outside itself. But trust me, when you let go of that and you enter the space unfettered by your ego, you enter the space relinquished of all ego, then the concept of not knowing how to love yourself doesn't exist. Really, the theoretical concept of love doesn't exist at that point. It's just now. And within just now, you find such peace, such harmony. It, and it, and it's, it's like nothing else matters at that point. Nothing else that matters. And if you could just experience that for a second, even in a 10, 15, one hour space where you lie down on your bed, you turn off your social media, you, 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 you open up the window, you're looking up out the moon and you just breathe. And you're just like, what would it mean? What if for a second I could just breathe? What if for a second I could just focus, just take five deep breaths and just five deep breaths relinquished of my ego, relinquished of thought. That right there, that right there, that space right there. And what you know and what you come to realize is that when you start to analyze that space is that, oh, this idea I had in my mind of that I don't even know how to love myself. Oh, that's just all, that's all tomfoolery. That's all trickery. That's all fuckery. That, that's a game. That's a game that I choose to entertain and play within myself and that I breathe life into through. That, that's a fire that I stoke. But at any moment, I have the power to shut the oxygen out on that fire. The ego requires my own power to enlighten it. Right? My ego doesn't exist on its own. The ego has, own, has no self-nature. The ego does not exist outside of yourself. It is not a being that lives and breathes and that is kept to kept to existence on its own. No, no, no. Your ego is purely a byproduct of your own willpower. And the moment you choose to cut the light out on it, you take the oxygen away from that fire. The ego exhausts. The ego can't exist. The ego cannot exist without your own oxygen pump going. I don't love myself. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of that girl. Right? That's just you just stoking that flame. Stoking that flame. But what if you would have just, what if I just took that, took that pump away and I just told you to breathe and just enter the space, into that clean space, that clean slate of which that, oh, no more oxygen for the ego. No more, no more self-grandization of pumping that up. What if I could just be? And the way to be, a good training wheel to get there, is just breathe. Just breathe. Just take five deep breaths, devoid of all thought. And then you can get back to pumping your ego. And then you'll just realize is that, oh, actually my ego is just a product, a product of, my, of me. I, I keep its existence alive. Right? It doesn't exist without me. And then when you realize to let go of yourself, Mr. Paradox, 
When I can let go of myself, I'm free to act without limit, which means that you will then be free to love without limit. You can bring joy without limit to people because you'd let go of yourself. It is Mr. Paradox, you right now, that has limits. AKA your ego has limits. You have no limits when you let go of yourself. So, yeah, hell yeah. We'll wrap it up there. Beautiful, beautiful question. I thank you so much for that question. And I love that you hit me with that deep, that deep emotional shit because, yeah, I've hit you with straight straight tactics, huge tactics. This bottle has been this uh, social Q&A live episode nine has been. And if you guys are enjoying this content, please drop a thumbs up down below. If you're listening to this in post, drop me a comment on the video afterwards. I'd love to hear your feedback. And uh, hit me up on the gram, Uitang1, boldoja.com. Drop your email in for that Bold Sip weekly email newsletter coming out in a few hours. And uh, shit, shit, that's intense. So we've got five minutes here, and I'm just going to address a couple of quick ones here before we dip out in a few minutes. But that was intense. That was really intense. Ooh, okay. So the next question or the next thing popping back up. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Infinite Paradox drops another super chat of $10 saying, thanks, brother. That was beautiful. Oh, shit. But man, I'm humbled. I'm absolutely humbled. And if I could even just bring some value and you know that, just go straight back to the channel. Uh, hey, man. Wishing the best. Wishing the best. And hey, just just uh, just because you uh, you even pumped you pumped some more uh, uh, more you you put you brought some more cement to this uh, bulldozer with that ten dollars. I'm gonna just say this to you right here, which is that you and I are no different. Right, when I say that I see you, right, I am you, and you are me. Even if you could take that as a training wheel sign and meditate with that. And I'm not just, that's no, that's, that's no uh, Lululemon painted on the back of your yoga pants uh, quote. That's truth. That's truth. If you can learn to see that Adam is no different to me, then your ego is extinguished. Give you a little something that to work on. So, as I said, I was going to pop up to a... Uh, just a few more of these little questions before we dip out. I kind of want to dip out after this, but we've got, I've got three minutes. In the next three minutes, I'll see what I can get through. So, the, I'm going back up here. So, after Ray Singh's question, which was the last question before the Super Chats, Supremo Relavo said, at racing, use false time constraint tell you also can't stay long, then proceed. Uh, also can't stay long, then proceed. That's a form of looping. That's a form of looping, not the most effective, but I already gave Ray the, uh, Ray the most effective way of getting through it. Moving on. Um, Lala Lilu87 says to me, how much help you filming yourself to improve your game? Question, questions. Thanks, five min, four min, three min, two min, one min, HF. I don't know what all those other things mean, but his question was, how much does filming yourself help improve your game? Uh, beyond, beyond question. Beyond question, to be able to see your own in your own footage and to be able to see the mistakes you are making is uh, it's a it's it's unquantifiable how much that will take you to the next level. I didn't know until I had my until I had Matt and Roy film my first ever interaction and I got to see myself not smiling in front of girls and looking like a serial killer uh, and the pain of seeing that. I've never once made that mistake since, and that was when I was like eighteen or nineteen years old. 
So yeah, that's why it's a huge feature of my bootcamp packages for my clients. The infill filming is intense. So moving on to the next question. The uh, straight con says, this the basics. I wish I knew this three years ago when I first started, had to learn the hard way. You and me both, bruh. You and me both. I wish I knew all this shit. And I had this, I was able to take today's gay blood and go out tonight. I wish. Shit, it would save so much pain. <laughs> okay, moving down to the next one. Nice Mac comes in. What's up, Nice Mac? Saying, night game is horrible for me. Opening sets terrified me. And guys that are bigger than me might try to fight me. I feel this is all in my head. Have you ever been AMOG before? Yeah, uh, AMOG, for those of you that don't know what that means, that's an old school pickup term, uh, old school community term called alpha males of the groups. And if you're getting AMOG, what that means is that you're uh, guys trying to uh, overpower you with their alpha macho-ness and try and take girls away from you and bomb your sets, etc. Uh, so yeah, yeah AMOG, again, getting AMOG at night is all part of it. It's all part of it. It's at night, you are stepping into an arena of competition. That's what you're signing up to at night. So don't get butthurt about it. That's the competition. That's the game you're playing. So yeah, all the time. Absolutely. And uh, it's fun. It's good fun. I love it. I love it when a guy tries to AMOG. Because how do you defeat an AMOG? Through holding your frame. AMOGs are looking for a reaction. They are looking for you. Uh, they're, they're looking to ignite your flame. If you don't ignite the flame, you don't jab back at them. You don't react to them. Then they have no more power and they look silly. So, uh, ba -bum. what was the other part of his question? <laughs> night game's horrible for me. No, incorrect. You're horrible for night game. And what does that mean? Go back to my tips on how to approach going out at night. It means that you have set yourself up for failure. You have made things far too difficult for yourself and that your tactics, the way you are approaching night game is horrible. Night game itself is beautiful. I love it. I love going out at night. Like in terms of like the social dynamic skill set, I hate what it does to your lifestyle and your health, but in terms of the social dynamics, it's incredible. So just go back to the start of this potter, uh, halfway through this potter, I'd say it's about 30 minutes in uh, that we start hitting on the tips for going out solo at night. Um, and that's it. That's it. My friends, so we're going to wrap up this Q&A live stream. We've been going for an hour and a half. And for those of you that dropped questions that didn't get answered, please come back next week. We'll drop it in, but I do need a piece out. And I thank you, especially Infinite Paradox, for those super chats. Uh, in Tremendous. Tremendous. So this has been an absolute dive into how the solo tips. Going back in the day, full tips for my 18-year-old son. Hypothetical, if he was a 5 out of 10, absolute high, not absolute high case, but a 5 out of 10, absolute beginner, I was going to say, how he should go out in the day, starting it up, how he should go out at night, starting it up. I wish to uh, on who said before that I wish I knew this shit. Yeah, man. I wish I had this shit. If you're an absolute beginner that's listening to this, it's like you can't, you have no excuses for not succeeding in 2019. If you, you got this shit for free, you got this shit for free back when I was beginning, uh, people would charge thousands of dollars to get what I told you and give you a game plan like I did at the beginning. You have to go to you have to go to $1000 boot camps, you have to go to pay at the end for weekend seminars where they're going to sit you in a whiteboard room. It's like, "No, you get this shit for free now." That's what I love. That's what I love about this. And that you don't even have to pay me for this. Like Infinite Paradox donates that super chat, so I'm so grateful and that goes back, but he never had to do that. I was willing to drop that shit for free, right? Because hey man, this is what it's about. This is why I give back and that yeah, you you have you have all, all the tools you need now. 
There is no excuse. There is no excuse. If you don't know how to go out solo, you don't know how to go out at all, you just need to go watch this podder and this such Q&A live, and it's there. So it'll be here on YouTube. It'll live forever, but it'll also be the audio strip. We'll go onto the Bordojo podcast sometime later today, where you'll have the audio version of it as well. No excuses. So if you guys got further questions that I get didn't get to today, uh, come in next week. Same time next week. Actually, no, it won't be the same time because we're about to hit daylight savings. So it's going to be an hour. We go forward an hour in Australia or in Adelaide anyway. So which means that if it's going to be, it's oh, I'll work it out. Anyways, follow me up on social media, on Uite, on Instagram, on YouTube and whatnot, Uitang1 on Instagram. I'll update you guys. It's either an hour forward or an hour behind for you guys. But for me, it's an hour forward. So anyways, with that being said, I thank you all so much for being here. Drop some love on this piece of content if you enjoyed it. And with that being said, I wish you all the best in your journeys. I wish you all the best in your lives. It's an amazing time to be alive. And uh, with that being said, much peace and much joy. Ciao. Thank you very much for diving into this episode of Social Q&A live, my friends. If you would like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on the gram at uitang1, double O-I-Tang-1. Also, if you missed this live stream but would like to join in on the next one just on youtube at the bowl every friday at least for the foreseeable future we will be doing this at 10 a.m australian central standard time which is adelaide time converted to your city of course now just before you go as well don't forget the bowl sip weekly free email newsletter is now alive if you guys would like a quick sip of social dynamics and all the other cool shit i'm exploring before your weekend dive just head to bulldozer.com drop your email in there will be a confirmation email sent to your inbox hit yes on that and uh, you will see the very next sip. And I would love your feedback on this episode as well. Whether you want to slide me an email at boldoja.com, or you want to slide me a DM on the gram or on YouTube, drop a comment, that'll be most appreciated. And of course, this episode is brought to you by boldoja.com, where you guys can pick up that crash course to kick us day game, get your day game sorted, pair it up with a 30-day challenge, you'll be sweet. Also booking one-on-one Skype coaching, where you guys can dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to create change in your actual life. And if you'd like to become a bowl insider, which gains access to priority messaging, priority session bookings as well, which I cannot do for everyone. It's only for the bowl insiders. You can also book those through the website. And also for those of you that really want to dive in deep and attain the freedom of choice in your day in life, be anywhere and be in any state, see that woman that you're so much attracted to, coconut oil style, <laughs> and be able to bring the best of your 50. And of course, day game foundational boot camps. You can sign up for those at Olat. Now, if you guys would like to donate anything to support this channel, you can do so directly through boldojo.com. In the podcast section, there's a donate button at the top. You can donate directly from there. Or if you prefer PayPal, there's also paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. All the links are down below. And anything that you guys do contribute, go straight back to the channel. I super appreciate it. I'm very grateful. It blows my mind. So thank you very much. And of course, I'm wishing you all the very best in your life, the very best in your journeys. Thank you so much for being here with me. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.